0: Welcome to Growth Colony, Australia's B2B podcast. I'm Alex from X-Growth. Each episode, we bring you B2B founders, CMOs, marketing and sales leaders to find out what makes them successful and what was behind their failures, or as we like to call them, hard-learned lessons. If you enjoy the episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and share the pod with a friend you think could get value out of it. And of course, make sure to join the community Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. That's enough from me though. Let's dive right in.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm Shane Hoda with Xgrowth and today I'm talking to Michelle Clark, head of APAC marketing at Secureca Warrior. And we want to tap into her wealth of knowledge on ABM, specifically around running ABM pilot campaigns, and her advice for other marketers thinking of embarking on that journey as well. On that note, let's dive in, Michelle. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Super excited. Now, uh, you know, we, we've uh, we've known each other for a while, and this is a that makes that makes this episode super super special, and uh, and I think. Also, the topic is a, is a pretty interesting topic, ABM pilot. It's super hot. Everybody's, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about ABM and and uh, what it is and how to do it and how to approach it. Maybe paint us a picture of what kind of happened to Secure Core Warrior that you decided to run an ABM pilot.
2: Yeah. So we realized that we needed to reassess our go-to-market strategy. And really look at our high value target accounts and how, and come up with a plan, obviously, of how to um, get closer to them and and increase engagement with them. So obviously, ABM seemed to be a a natural a natural place to to go.
1: Got it. Okay, let's dive into uh, to to the ABM campaign. What what did that entail? Paint us a picture about that.
2: So obviously, we were doing a lot of research around ABM. What what would it look like? What did we need? What resources do we need? And you know there was no one in the organisation that had really done it properly before, so we needed some external help. So we came to X Growth. Uh, we did look around, and and uh, X Growth was the it seemed to be a good fit. So, I guess that the the way it looked was, you know, we really needed to understand. Where to start? What did we need? Who needed to be involved? What was what did that strategy look like? What's the best type of ABM that was going to suit us? What were our target accounts going to look like? Um, so so we went through a strategy phase with you guys, uh, which really really helped us get that understanding, and and put together a plan that was going to suit our audience and suit you know give us the results that we needed to get. We we knew that we needed to keep it simple. But at the same time, we knew that each of the salespeople would want a piece of it, right? So we tried to keep it simple. I don't think we really achieved it. We probably did go too complex on the first one, but we wanted we needed results quickly. We didn't really have the time to run a pilot and just see how it goes and then do something. We needed to produce results. We have a you know a longish sales cycle, so we needed to make sure we got results within the year. So it was, you know, it was a really good process to go through. We learned a lot as we went through it in understanding, you know, what the amount of research uh, that was involved and how it would look and how would we work with the sales team um, throughout, throughout the campaign. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of learnings as we went through it as well.
1: Got it. I want to, I want to unpack that, right, that you, you mentioned a few things and I want to um, kind of go back from the very beginning of, of what you were explaining, right? So you said there, was, there wasn't a lot of experience internally to kind of roll out an ABM initiative. And I feel like a lot of organizations are in that, in that place. Where did you kind of start? You, you, know, you, you talked about the, the strategy work that we did, but, but before that, where did you kind of start forming your opinion or, or ideas about ABM and how to approach it you know, other than, you know, maybe our conversation, what what were some of those sources that you found really helpful? Yeah,
2: look, we, we were looking up, we were doing a lot of research online. There was podcasts, left, right, and center, YouTube videos, you know, doing a lot of reading around different, different organizations and the way they'd approach things and what was involved and what did you need? Because I was just scared that we didn't have all of the things that we needed. We'd just gone through a rebrand. Did we have the collateral that we needed? I think there was there was a lot of unknown out there. So we we did our Mm. research before we started talking to agencies, and sort of had a bit of an idea of what we wanted. But I think it wasn't until we really went through that strategy with you guys, that we really got an idea of what the process would be, and all the different stages and how to get the buy in from sales. I think it was you know, we had a reasonable idea, we knew what we wanted, we knew what the outcome we wanted was, but we just didn't know the steps to take to get there. Um, I think, you know, in each of our regions around the world, we all took a different approach to it. And, you know, we all we all learned different things, which was really great, because, you know, then we could come together and go, well, this really worked, and or this didn't work. And, this is where we're having trouble and we shared information with each other and shared best practice with each other. So, you know, yeah, we had three different approaches globally and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but we were the, we, we were the ones that took an external went to an external agencies and the others did it in-house.
1: Got it. So you've also talked quite a lot about sales, right? You talked about the fact that, you know, there was a new BDR team, there was, you know, we had to get buy-in from sales. You had to uh, think about the areas that, that you know, the, the, the company had salespeople in there. How did you go about doing that buy-in from sales? How did that look like?
2: Good question. I think from the beginning, we were already working together on a target account list. So there'd been a target account list before, but they probably weren't as well thought out. So we, we'd, you know, 1st of January, we were like, right, sales team, you've got to be working on your, your target account list. And while you're doing that, think about what are the accounts that you would put as your your primary must-have accounts because they're the ones we'll probably end up putting into uh, an ABM campaign. So how, you know, we sat down with them and we told them, These are, this is the way that we're going to do it. We want you to be in, involved in this, in the journey. And, you know, we're going to use X growth, come into the meetings, be fully involved from the beginning. And, you know, we we walk them through the process and they they came on the journey with us um, and sat in on all of the meetings. And so we're heavily involved in understanding the process that we'd gone through and doing their part in terms of, you know, making decisions on, you know, what segment do we go after and what were the accounts and what are all the other the other things that we needed to consider in t- including you know their own resources of their sales team and how heavily involved they were going to be
1: yeah and you know having having been part of that process i think one important component where y- you need to give yourself a bit of credit is is the the amount of energy that you put in in terms of bringing the sales team to the table and and the reason i say that is i think You know, a lot of organizations that that we work with, they are, marketing is a little bit passive towards sales. Marketing is a little bit, you know, hey, we're doing this. What do you guys think? And I think the approach that you brought to the table is, hey, guys, we're doing this and we are going to need your feedback and you you have to participate in that. And I feel like there was, you know, a little bit of hesitancy at the beginning, but that perseverance that that you had was to to make sure that they are like you said that they were in those meetings they were they were present they were contributing slowly slowly it really they really warmed up to uh, to the concept and started to implementing it and and you know maybe you don't notice that because that's your approach and how you do it but you know it is it is quite a um, an a, a, a issue that we come across. In, uh, in a lot of organizations where marketing takes a passive role and they can't get buy-in and, and, you know, they, they blame that. So I think that that was a really important, um, yeah. might, might've been subtle, but very yeah And important. I think that
2: comes down and it may be because of the structure that we've got. So we don't have a head of sales or head of region. And then, and then marketing sits below that. Like we're all on the same level. So, myself and the head of sales and head of CS, we are a partnership. We are a team running the region and we've, we've got an amazing relationship and, and we've worked really, really closely this year. So that may have had something to do with it that, you know, I can go in at the same level and say, this is what we're doing. I need you in it. And, you know, I, I always respect sales teams and sales leaders that will partner with, with marketing rather than seeing it as a support function.
1: What was your perception about ABM? How did that change after executing the first ABM campaign?
2: It it changed a lot because <laughs> I understood a lot more. Um, I think we, I knew before that it was going to be quite an intense and in-depth process, but I, I guess I didn't really appreciate the amount of work that would go into it, the amount of research, the amount of resources and time you know, we've, we've learned a lot along the way about the process and the best practices and bringing sales on the journey. And so I, yeah, I think it's, you know, some people, I think everyone appreciates ABM is a lot harder than running a a standard campaign, but I don't, I don't think, you know, people probably outside of marketing don't appreciate the amount of work that goes into the messaging and the creative side of things to really make it work. I mean, the amount of time that we spent on developing the messaging writing all the copy um and emails and scripts and all of that sort of stuff you know there, there was a lot involved in that and it was probably a lot more than um what i anticipated i think the one thing that was the hardest part was how are we going to report on success and how are we going to what are the metrics that we're going to use and then how are we actually going to pull that information because we didn't have any, we don't have any tools to do this with. Like we're using, you know, obviously we've got reports coming from our our display advertising vendors. We've got LinkedIn uh, stats coming in. We've got our content syndication. We've got all these disparate vendors that are giving us reports, but we've got to somehow bring that all together and paint a picture of what the engagement is. I think one of the things that was really good which you guys suggested is the bingo card which has really really helped us identify you know have a dashboard of all of the accounts that we're we're looking at and then measure that engagement so every week we're going in there and updating what engagement we're having from each account and that gives us a real nice visual of how how much traction we're getting across the accounts and sales can see that as well. And that's one thing I'm really in, in trying to encourage them to keep an eye on to see, you know, from a digital perspective, this is all the engagement we're getting. And then from a sales perspective, this is the engagement. But I found that was probably getting the sales inputs into that was the hardest thing. Trying to pull reports in and, you know, see, just measure that engagement was the hardest part, I think.
1: Yeah. And and uh, you, you bring, a, bring up a really good point where... It is possible to do ABM without an ABM tool, right? And I think that's a that's a question that a lot of people have: is like, okay, we're looking at doing ABM. What tool should we buy? And, and that's the first question that uh, that comes to people's mind. And and it's it's very it's it's awesome to hear that you know your experience was was we can do this without, without the tool. Maybe in the early stages, we can definitely do it without, without a tool.
2: And I think you learn a lot by doing it that way as well. You know what you need and you know where, where, where you're lacking information and uh, where you need more. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's hard to pull it together, but it's, it's definitely worth doing.
1: The, the last thing that I want to kind of cover here is, And you've you've shared a lot of advice. And uh, I think a lot of people have taken a lot of stuff away from this. But what advice would you give to people thinking about executing their first ABM campaign, thinking about executing their ABM pilot campaign?
2: I think the alignment with sales is the most important thing. If you don't have that, then there's no point starting it. Like you can't do it by yourself. It needs, you need to have that good partnership. You need to have their buy-in. and executive buy-in is always going to help even more as well, just to make sure that everybody's aligned, they know, you know, they know that that's what the company wants and is supportive of it. The next thing is obviously looking at the resources that you've got and whether you can do it yourself or whether you really need to go external. So, I, I'd say don't underestimate the amount of work that is involved. and And if you've got people in your team that have never done it before and you don't necessarily have content people that you know can help you at a drop of a hat, then then I would suggest that you go external and find an agency that's experienced doing it and can work closely with you and give you that advice as you go along.
1: Got it. With the, you know, sales buy-in, one of the things that 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 was that was awesome to see at Securica Warrior was um, you know, you talked about how important to get get sales buy-in. Towards the end of the campaign, some, some one thing that I saw was sales was then coming up and saying, "Okay, cool, this was this was cool. What's next?" And that 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 very rarely happens from sales to come to marketing and say that, like, "Okay, so what are we what are we doing later?" Yeah. And we you know we want to know about the next one, and that was you know that was amazing to uh, to see, and and I think the the alignment there. Um, it was amazing at the beginning, but even got better as uh, yeah. as as a well yeah I think
2: they were really well invested in it um, they've all taken ownership of it and and we have run another campaign since and we've taken all of those learnings you know even around the direct mail how do how do we make sure even though we you know people aren't back in the office how do we make sure people actually get them so we've taken a different approach and when we ran through the kickoff campaign for that, They were so appreciative that we'd taken their feedback on board and were super excited to do the the next um, phase of it. So yeah, it's, it's great to have them on board. So yeah, it was good.
1: Awesome. Okay. Michelle, I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. The first thing I want to ask you is, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to B2B marketers, what would it be?
2: Growing relationships within your organization is always going to get you a long way. Make sure you're known, and if, you, if you're if you not getting the right things, just keep on asking. Like in being in Australia, you're a long way from the US where a lot of companies are headquartered, right? And, and I think sometimes you just have to be the squeaky wheel and, and shout louder than everyone else to get the things that you need. And that's what I've always done. I just annoy everyone until they give me what I want. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, I would say relationships with other people within an organization is probably the most important thing. And sales is obviously, you know, very important in that. But I think even in, you know, your corporate marketing teams, make sure you get to know everybody so that you've got, you know, people that will help you get what you need and achieve your goals.
1: Got it. Got it. Question number two. Who are some of the influencers that you follow in the in the marketing space?
2: So uh, there's lots and lots of people and podcasts and everything that I follow. There isn't probably one person in particular. And, and I do think Growth Connolly podcast is one of those really great podcasts that I have been listening to a lot. And there's some really great speakers on there. So fantastic. Well done on that one. Thank one, you very much. one person that comes to mind is uh, Ray Kloss from Cisco. I've attended quite a few Cisco. of his webinars and the B2B marketing conference team have done some really great uh, podcasts re- uh, recently, webinars with them. And yeah, so Ray, I, I just find him a very inspirational marketer. He's done some fantastic things at Cisco and I know he's got an en- enormous budget and I wish I had something <laughs> as big as that. Well, maybe not quite that big, but <laughs> You know, I think uh, he's done some amazing things at Cisco, and I'm always interested in in learning about those things.
1: Awesome. Last one. Last question is: I mean, you you've been in the B two B space for for a while. What's something that excites you about B two B today?
2: I think there's just so many new new techniques, new technology, new experiences. Uh, you know, COVID has made turned everything upside down and made everyone think about how creative they can be. And you've really got to think outside the box to, to engage your customers. So, uh, you know, for me, just the challenge every day gets me out of bed and doing something different. Like it is just, you know, you're always trying something different. So yeah, I just think there's so many different opportunities to try something new and experiment and see what works.
1: Got it. Michelle this has been an awesome conversation I think a lot of people are going to take a lot out of it so I just want to thank you for coming on the uh the podcast and giving us the time
2: thanks so much for having me it's been great
0: thanks so much for joining us on this episode if you enjoyed it please consider leaving us that five star rating on apple podcasts and sharing the pod with a friend If you'd like to continue the conversation, please make sure to join the community Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack, growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. Thanks again for all the support. We're looking forward to seeing you again in the next one.